Chaz Smith. What a day. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. Are you feeling more energetic than normal? I am. Are you? I'm feeling revived. Good. Um, we could talk about it in our advertiser okay. section of the show. Let's just tease it now. I've been on it for about a month or so. Matt Parker's on it. We were talking a couple don't, of... Don't even say what it is until I won't, the middle. I won't. We'll tease it. But we were talking about those fancy e-bikes that he has. Yeah. And uh, he's like, man, obviously e-bikes are killing it uh, through COVID. You know, they're, there's a wait list to get yeah. them. And he's like, they'd be a great podcast sponsor. Ooh. Like he, and we were talking, because he's a big podcast listener in general. And uh, like not just surf podcasts. And so he's like, you know, what I found tends to resonate on um advertising for podcasts is like a product specific thing. Yeah. So if you just had a brand that has a bunch of different products, unless you're highlighting a specific product, cause it's a call to action. It's sure. like there, here is the thing, go get the thing, right? Casper mattresses, stamps.com, blue apron, that sort of stuff. And so he's like, yeah, the, the e-bikes, it's like, they've obviously they're too busy now, but now would be the time for them to start advertising because they won't always be benefiting from COVID and they want to be first in mind and all that sort of stuff. And then I mentioned our new sponsor, which we'll talk about later. And he goes, oh, dude, I've been on that program. I heard about him on a podcast a while ago. He goes, I've been a, like a monthly subscription set up that I get it every month. I do it every single day. He's like, I'm a huge fan. Look at him. Yeah. Early, wow. early adopter. Matt Parker. Always ahead of the game. Early on the twin fin too. That's true. <laughs> Reviving the twin fin. Yeah. Um, those boards that fell down last week in the show? They were nothing. There was no damage. No damage. I couldn't believe it. That Crazy. cacophony. I know. Yeah. Listeners, or somebody on YouTube was like, it's hilarious to see the reaction of those boards, your faces when those I mean, boards fell. I mean, because any good surfer knows, like the sound of a falling board is not very cool. Like that is not a it's your sound. Worst fear. It's not a sound you want to make. It's not a sound you want to hear. And for it to happen, but without any, I mean, I just thought an entire quiver had been destroyed. I did too. Um, and the boards are so beautiful. Yeah. It's like, you'd think you would notice any little scuff. I was walking to the beach one time down Newport river jetties, like the actual river mouth, the Santa Ana river mouth. And it's a long, um, kind of, uh, paved part that you have to walk sidewalk. And there was two guys in front of me chatting it up. I don't know, 20 feet in front of me. And I was walking at a brand new board, like just waxed it up, never surfed it before. And it slipped out of my hands and hit the ground. Uh -oh. And they both looked back like, what? And I go, oh my God. They're like, that thing looks new. I'm like, it's brand new. Was there was there uh, some spider webbing? What'd you get? What yeah, was the damage? The, it landed on the rail, cracked the rail. Doesn't it, like when you have a brand new board and it gets dinged or cracked or something, a little defaced we'll say before a surf it totally makes me feel so sad and bad about that board i don't love that board anymore but it's your fault of, you of should course. not love you and i know it's not the board's fault but i can't look at the board the same way i look at it as tarnished victim blaming yeah i am a s s completely victim shaming <laughs> yeah oh man on trend <laughs> Um, oh, so, so funny it's totally true i but i can't look at that board with the love that i used to I look at it and I just see damage. What's your policy on fixing boards? 
don't. I don't either. Or, and or shove wax in the hole and or put tape around the nose. Yeah, yeah I'm awful. I cannot tell you the last time I've had a professional ding repair. I don't think I've ever had one in my entire life. Really? I've had like ding repair kits that I'll yeah, get. Yeah. Like, what was the Solares? Is mm -hmm. that still around? Yeah. Is it company? Or I've had a couple good ones, but I do such shoddy work. Me too. That it's, I may as well just shove wax in there. I know shoving wax in there is like the absolute worst thing you're supposed to do because I don't yeah. think it is, A, it's not watertight. B, I think you're just making the problem worse. And so, but just doing something feels like a solution. So, yeah. Uh, there's a product John Lane gave me. Uh, we should figure out how to import it or distribute it or something because it's am amazing. It's just ding tape. It's oh, like I have a, ding tape. You do? Okay. Right. Like it's, it's, a, home. Yeah. it's a clear, yeah. like completely transparent, thick gauge tape that works flawlessly. Yeah. As far as I could tell, there's no, um, no reason why you wouldn't use it. The thing with ding repair for me is I realized the way I surf am I really going to notice that my board is a few ounces heavier from taking on water or that, you know, the, the water is not flowing as seamlessly across the surface as it otherwise would. I would hope so. You think so? You think I, surf, I would hope that you would, that I surf good enough. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking like a full on waterlogged board. That's the, okay. There's a, there's a point in the middle somewhere that you will notice. Yeah. So if the board is, um, losing its, pop yeah at some point of water absorption it loses its responsiveness and pop and that's when you notice even if it's not fully soaked through but this i'm going to be the matt parker of water soaked boards where i'm going to bring them back as a trend everybody's writing their boards are too light they're too clean add some dirt in there add some water to your board you'll surf so much you can start throwing water like vintage martin potter mm. If you can get up to speed. If you dirty up your board. Moves fast. That's true. But with your new waterlogged board, you just throw that water because it's so heavy. Um, this is a perfect segue. Do you think Martin Potter is in Australia? Have you seen him on the Instagram? Uh, dude, I have not seen him for a long time. I know. Did Martin Potter go away? Fall off the face? I have no idea. Well, so I asked somebody at the WSL a while ago, after the pipe event actually, because it was kind of a limited uh, broadcast team, and he said, Person at WSL said, uh, everybody is still employed. Everybody is still scheduled at different points in the year. Do you think that's true? I don't know. Do you have any confidence hmm. that the booth will be stocked with Joey Turpel, Pete Mel? Joe Turpel, yes. Yeah, I mean, Joe, Joe Turpel, I feel, is the cockroach of surf announcing, where no matter what happens, Joe Turpel will be the voice of surfing, of professional surfing, for the next 80 years. Do you know why that is? I just think he's got something about him that says, I'm not going away. <laughs> just just like the he's mighty Teflon. cockroach. Yeah. I think the difference is he is professional. Mm. I think he is the the ultimate uh, surfing needs professionals ultimately to function. Like he's been around for a decade. Yeah. Who else would stick around for a decade and actually do the math in advance, do their homework, all that sort of stuff. Joey Terpel would. Yeah. So there's people who show up and they're more... Um, exciting you know but they're they might not show up on day 900 batten batten lynch for sure is going to be in australia i think he's also very professional yeah to answer your question about pete mel i just talked to pete a 
a month ago and about that and asked him and he said he was not sure if he was going to go. There's a lot of risk with going to Australia. He's got to be away from his family. He's got to yep. be away from his business, all that. So he was not sure if he was going to go. No Pete Mel then. We I'm can strike no. Pete Mel off yeah. the list. So it's going to be Joey Turpel. Ronnie Blakey's probably in country Ronnie already. Blakey for sure. Okay. If you had to listen to Joe Turpel or Ronnie Blake for the rest of your life, call surf, who would you listen to? Whether it's calling surf, whether it's reading me a menu in a low lit restaurant, whether it's reading my future children to sleep, Ronnie Blakey. That's what I'm talking about. How is Ronnie Blake? Is Ronnie Blakey have too much going on? Is that the problem? Is he's not fully committed to the World Surf League like Joe Turpel is? I think he's fully committed, but um, what else does he have going on? Well, I don't know. It just seems like he might have some side projects. I mean, I think of Joe Turpel and I only think surf announcing, right? Right, right, right. I think of Ronnie Blakey and I think, yeah, he'll surf announce while. You know, the gig is good, but as soon as some better opportunity comes up, as soon as, you know, I don't know, another job at Florence and the machine comes up, then off he goes. He yeah. doesn't seem like he's committed to the to the art of surf announcing the way Joe Turpel is. But he's a more naturally gifted. Well, I mean, twice as good, let's be honest here. Mm, yeah. Everything against Joe Turpel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got against Joe Turpel? Have you ever met Joe Turpel? No, I'm sure he's the nicest guy on earth. I know. Yeah, just I just can't take that voice. All right. Uh, the segue that I was talking about, the question for Chaz came from a listener. Ooh. A glorified Val ditched their nine-foot-something Stuart right in front of me, causing me to hit their board, resulting in a cracked rail on my brand-new board. I got the Val's phone number and told him I would send him a note with a quote for the repair. The question is, do I pay for the repair myself and stop whining about this, or should I charge him? Great question. You pay for the repair yourself. I think that you should have smashed his fin out of his board. That would have been both more satisfying and, you know, a better lesson for the Val. Like, I think anytime it gets to, to mailing things, then it seems vindictive, and you're like, being a little baby. I mean, even though you're totally in your right, but when you take it to like official stuff, I'm going to get a quote, I'm going to send you the thing, right? right. Like these things should be crimes of passion. Like break the nose off his damn board or rip his leash plug out or something in the moment. Once it cools, then you're done. Which seems to be the sentiment of his question. Yeah. Like he He knows. Yeah. He went through the motions of like, all right, I'm going to follow up with this. He settled down a little bit and he's like, shoot, I'm going to send an email to Chaz and ask. Because he knows himself that like, then all of a sudden you're becoming a baby, right? And becoming a baby is a, that's the feeling you have to carry being a little sissy boy who didn't do something in the moment, but went and did it officially afterwards. Right. Which is, it's not a feeling any of us want. None of us want. And so do yourself a favor, take that burden from your shoulders. Next time it happens, be so amped up and crazy that you just go on a tear in the water, breaking boards in half. Yeah, but who has the strength or even the, um, I don't know, the calloused hands to bust a fin? Not, I mean, in, in our modern day. Derek Riley busts fins out regularly in Bondi, but he has never busted out a uh, longboard fin. Like the, one of those big longboard fins, I would imagine, in the water when you get no leverage. Like if you're on the beach, then just stomp on it. But... In the water, what are you going to do to a longboard? You're going to slice your hand in half, probably. I mean, if you really, with the heel of your palm, if you really hit 
that huge old fin, it probably just spring right back, right? Totally. Oh. Well, again, there's no resistance. The water isn't resistant enough. Yeah. So you're, you got to be like holding it with your left arm, palming it, open hand, palming it with your right arm. What, what could you do? What is the best thing you could do to that 9-0 Stewart? A Val Stewart. Maybe use your board in a stabbing motion. Use the back fin on your thruster in a stabbing motion. Puncture a hole. I mean, that'd be pretty good. If you... It's pretty if, aggressive. If you sacrifice your board, though, just for the rage, that feels good. Mm. If you, I'd say nose first into it. Take but that'll board. damage your board. Of course. But, like, the, but if you just use the back of the thruster fin, I feel like you could get away with no damage. Really? You don't think your, your fin would pop? It could bust out the, the fin box, but the fin itself, I would think, would do the damage. But then you're going to have to repair a fin box, which so is not cool. This needs to be a beach grid story where Derek Riley walks us through. It's like a be Brazilian jiu-jitsu tutorial, except it's him busting out fins. I think Derek, I picture it. I've never seen it myself, but what I picture is it's Bondi, right? And so a bunch of kooks, et cetera, et cetera. I feel they get kind of washed into a place where Derek is standing waist deep. Waist deep, you can do anything. Waist deep, I can bust out a Stuart fin too, right? Like you have, you can plant it, set your base. Mm -hmm. And just really, bah, 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 bah. I think you could. So give it's it. a conveyor belt at Bondi where he's standing in one position and valves get washed in and he's just taking out fins one I feel, at a time. I feel. And I also picture them on shortboards. I picture them on like kind of aged Merricks is what mm. I picture. Mm. And so, you know, a bit brittle in the back there. And he just doof, one motion. All right. Well, we need, I need a lesson in yeah. this before we give this listener proper advice. Yeah. In the, when you're floating in the water though, it's tough. It's it a tough, tough position to be in. Uh, so the other thing here is we, if he was listening to the beginning of the show, he would know, don't even fix the board. Yeah. Just put some tape on it. Just wax. Be done. Rub wax. Just some, rub some wax. So, okay. You said it's all of the aftermath of him doing penciling out numbers, yeah. calling his accountant, filing a receipt, all that sort of stuff. What if he just gets his Venmo? What if it's right up to the cars? What's your Venmo? Send me. 50 bucks or 80 bucks or whatever. Sure. I mean, if the guy, if the guy is cowering and stuff, if you do it in the moment, anything, I will say anything in the parking lot is still in the moment. And so even if okay. you go and You're, start, you gotta be in your wetsuit. Though. Sure. You're ripping change out of his cup holder, right? That would be all fair game. It's once you leave the scene of the crime is when you become a sissy. If you go back and, you know, sort of, sort of counter whatever. Gotcha. Do an action. Gotcha. I think you have to have your wetsuit on. Yeah, wetsuit on. Once you on, change outfits. I, I feel you could still be a pair of sweatpants, pair of Ugg boots, classic look in the parking lot. Mm. If you're still there and you see him come up, you can still march over okay. in, that, in that look. Kick a fender. Now, this is specific to the Val. The fact that the Val has even gone along with this far in the conversation to me is insane. I mean, the fact the Val is saying like, oh yeah, yeah, send me. Send Here's me my bill. phone number. Yeah. Are you kidding me? How do you remember the phone number? I forget phone numbers as soon as they leave a person's mouth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they must have had this interaction in the parking lot. So if they had the interaction in the parking lot, then he should have done it right then and there. Yeah, exactly. He so, should have said, I'm not going to send you a bill. I know it like, I don't care what the bill is. I know this is going to cost me a hundred bucks. Give me a right. hundred bucks right now. And the Val will say, ooh, that seems a bit steep. And then he says, well, give me everything. You open your wallet. What do you have? Right. What do you have? Exactly. And then just start kicking the fender of his car. And then take 
you know, if he can't come up with a hundred in cash, you can negotiate uh wetsuit rinse kit. Exactly. Just rip it right out exactly. of the back of his car. Exactly. Other products. Yeah. Uh, I've grown up surfing. I've uh, in, been in this situation lots of times where you bang rails with somebody and both boards end up damaged or whatever. There was never once a conversation about compensation. No, nope. This was always just part of surfing was you're going to bang your boards occasionally and you're going to damage boards. Were, and with the Val, the huge spike in vowels though because oftentimes banging boards you know sometimes it was with the kook sometimes it wasn't yeah like exactly. you know guys going Often left you're going right yeah. sure uh but i think these days when such imbecilic surfers are in the water such wild noobs that that boils the blood for sure a lot more like so i think that there is the the vowel culture is just a more, I don't know, um, less barbaric maybe. Like they're coming from, they don't know this culture. And so they will be willing to give you the phone number sure. and follow like, through and all that sort of stuff. Well, I would imagine, I mean, I wonder if- It's how you would operate outside of the water. Sure, and I wonder if, uh, precisely if Val's consider their surfboards like a car. Like, yeah, oh man, exactly. if I if I bumped into you in the parking lot, my we'll, bad, giving we'll you number. Insurance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll take care of this. Like nobody ever, you know, walks away from, I mean, I do all the time. Like, bumping into people's cars? Oh, I mean, I don't walk away personally, but if somebody bumps my car, like, I'd never, ever, ever, un unless there's, like, major damage, but bumpers are, by their essence, made to be bumped. Cars are supposed to be scratched, right? I mean, it just, or not supposed to be, but it is what it is, I always think. Uh, I suppose if I had, like, yeah, no, I, even if I was driving a Ferrari Red Testarossa and somebody dinged me, I'm like, yeah, well, it is what it is. We're out here on the streets, man. Yeah. Like being, being a sis about your personal property always feels silly to me. So I think where our listeners ire came in was he knew that guy was a Val. That Val should not be turtling un under the wave in front of him. And so it's because that guy doesn't know what he's doing that I was put in this situation. Precisely. But that's when you bust out a fan or whatever. That's when yeah, you, yeah, that's yeah. when there okay. is some lesson to the Val taught in the moment of you do not do this. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little reminder never to do this again. Yeah. So there's an, another, uh, thing that I've encountered and this is the worst type of vowel, which is the vowel that doesn't know they're a vowel. Oh yeah. I mean, the, oh, don't get me started on the dude who says I was paddling first. Yeah. I was paddling first. I've heard I was paddling first more times in the last year than I had the previous 40. I, I feel like I've told this story before, but I was paddling out. It was a larger swell, lots of water moving, lots of people out. And it was right next to the pier in Huntington, south side. And there was a guy in front of me. And he was like the distance from you, like six feet in front of me, right? Which isn't a lot when you're paddling into a sure. wave in front, you both have to duck dive. Yeah. So, cause people could get sucked back and all that sort of thing. So I had visions of his fin of us duck diving this set wave and his fin going straight into my forehead, sure. like the back thruster fin straight into my forehead Which as we're thinking duck about diving. Now. So now I'm cringing. I'm just yeah. like duck diving, like eyes closed, cringe, 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 cringe. And then I come up from the duck dive and he's gone. He's not six feet in front of me. And I'm like, what? He disappearing act. What in the world? I look back. He's now six feet behind me. Did he just not even try to duck dive? 
I duck dove deeper than him. I mean, when I was paddling and about to duck dive, I looked at him and he was in a duck dive position. Okay. So he tried to duck dive. He just wasn't good at it enough to go deep enough. And I apparently duck dove under him. He got sucked over me while still duck diving and placed behind me, deposited six feet behind me. Did you laugh at him? No, I turned around. I was so angry. And you know me, I don't get angry, you yeah. know? But I, in that moment, said, my life had life already, totally. It had already risk. flashed before my eyes. Yeah. And then it, thankfully he didn't hit me, but it was almost worse. It was like, oh my God, you're so bad at the thing yeah. that you did something I'd never even heard of happening before, right? <laughs> so I looked back at him just, and I couldn't believe he was behind me and I was eyes wide open and he looks at me like, what are you looking at? I go, and I was like, you, you, maybe I cussed at him even, but I was like, you kook. Like if you don't know how to duck dive, go to the beach, Yeah, get Go surf down the beach, go into the beach now. And he just freaked out. He's like, F you, don't tell me I don't know how to duck dive. I know how to duck dive. You, who are you? Oh. And he just started freaking out. I was like, and then I realized I'm like, oh my God, he doesn't even know what he he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He doesn't even understand the hierarchy. He doesn't know that he even did something wrong. And then I chilled out and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna paddle away. I'm gonna like paddle into the current because I know I could beat him at paddling and he'll get swept down the beach and I and I never saw him again but I was like livid. Yeah. It was crazy. The the Val, I wonder if this do you think this happens regularly in Val amongst the Vals like Val on Val violence where the I was paddling first, you know, thing, no I was paddling first like where they get in fights on non-existent etiquette in surfing in their own weird Val interpretation of it. It'd be scary if that's true because there will be a new etiquette that develops, a new Val etiquette of what's appropriate and what's not and changing numbers in the parking lot to pay each other via, might, via post mail with a check. Might be part of it. Will be part of it. Hey, my soft top lost a bit of foam because your tide watch scraped into it when we bumped. Send me a check via okay. post mail. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Ooh, I know there is surf insurance, I mean, that you can buy insurance, like... I've, I've seen this. Yeah, athletic-y kind of insurance, you know, odd, whatever. I don't even know what the price is or whatever. But I wonder if it's going to get more specific. Like, basically, your surfboard is insured. When you bump the dude, then you just exchange in insurance like you would your car. Yeah. In the Val Utopia. I, I feel like... But there's no problems. Everything is just solved through the, the magic benevolence of insurance. Somebody uh, emailed me this a while ago that there was a surf not like a travel insurance for surfing, but like an actual just buy this insurance for the year round surf insurance for if you ding your board or rip your wetsuit or anything like that. Really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. And uh, the future. I don't know though. Like my experience with insurance has not been positive. Are you kidding me? I hate insurance worse than anything in the entire world. Insurance is a bane of our existence. It really is. Yeah. It's something so, that I think started out good. Like the, the surf one I just explained probably is only 10 bucks and it, you know, whatever, like it's probably the math probably works, but you get to a certain point where you're only paying premiums and they never pay you for what you need yep. later. It's the worst. Yeah, it is the worst. Um, all right. Well, I've got more feedback, listener feedback, a couple of really good ones. Let's actually. go. Uh, DLS and Chaz, you fellas are spot on the new Val cohort. It's like they sent this in real time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new Val cohort has a different perspective on surfing. I hypothesize that for the new cohort, surfing occupies a different place in their lives, psyche and priorities than ours does. And I blame the con. Oh, he sent me a photo of a mural in Portland, Oregon. Mm. 
And in the mural, it says, long live the wild cards, misfits, and dabblers. Uh-oh. And he oh, said, long he, live the dabblers? So that's exactly what he says. He goes, I blame the concept of, quote, dabbling. This photo is in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I love Portland, but despise the sentiment of this mural. There are many that disagree with Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours, but they are being too literal. The 10,000 hours creates auxiliary products such as contextual knowledge, a respectful approach, and furthers curiosity. These auxiliary products create the culture that you and Chaz were talking about. How can someone be a surfer without being able to close their eyes and recall the image of Tom Kern on Maurice Cole's yellow board, mm -hmm. the reverse V, or... Greg Knoll in striped trunks, Duke standing proud at Waikiki, MR on a twin fin. This knowledge comes from reading the EOS and watching surf movies hundreds of times. It's hearing people dissect rides over tinnies at the pub after the session. These new Val uh, dabblers don't seem interested in these. Surfing is just another pebble flicked into their life bucket of dabbles. And with that, the culture fades, particularly without an institution to carry on the mantle and set an example p.s i surfed chaz's home break the other week the surf was cold with lots of water moving it's organ so what do you expect but the smoked salmon sticks at chuck seafood were totally worth it. amen and amen they totally are a b fantastic fantastic email but totally true like screw dabbling that's what i mean we're all in this to a stupid degree that's what makes surfing and surf culture is us committing to something so ethereal, so non-important, we'll say, like it's the greatest thing on earth and just jumping it like buried in surf, which, yeah, if you're doing it for your health, your dad, well, you know, so I surf and I play golf and I, whatever, then no. Uh, what, so what are whatever else? I think you nailed two. That I mean, sums up the vow that we're talking about, surf. Golf, a little bit of golf. I think it's CrossFit. Yeah, it's jujitsu. It's whatever's trending. I think. I think whatever is trending as a Peloton, they ride their yes, Peloton. Definitely. Uh, Peloton. It's whatever is trendy. It's stuff. Yeah, and trend. This is so. We got to define. This is the modern surfer. We need to redefine the modern yeah. surfer. It's things that are expensive because that's why it's tr it's trends. Sure. Is there's this core group that is the elite level of the athlete, and so they get the Peloton. Yeah. But then other people who have means go, I just want to be associated with that group. So I will spend the 1500 bucks to look like I'm in that. Group. Yep. It's, it's, I mean, and I think it's, it's lifestyling, right? Like these things are accessories to your lifestyle, to the way you feel about themselves. They're not the thing in and of itself, right? So you surf because this is part of your lifestyle. This mm -hmm. is a, this is accoutrement on, yeah, on how you look or how you present yourself. But that'll come and or go uh, depending on the winds. Depending on the trend. Yeah. What do you dabble in? Well, uh, I don't have time to dabble in anything, to be honest. Um, like, I suppose I could say sailing, but I love sailing more than anything. And so, mm -hmm. like, I don't dabble. I'm all in on sailing. Like, I feel if I'm going to have, I don't have time for hobbies. I surf. I sail. And I suppose I'm going to begin to dabble in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Also an announcement that will be made. Yep. It's coming future. up, coming up. But yeah, so I will start but my you dabble could, there. But I'm not going to dabble. Once you I dabble, commit to it. Yeah, once you get in dabble, you might get hooked and it becomes a lifestyle. And it doesn't, my dabble, at least for the time, even if 
I'm not committed after the time, I'm going to be all in for a set amount of time. Hopefully that's what's happening with surfers. Heck no. Uh, No, I I hope they get out. Oh yeah. I hope they get out. I hope they dabble and leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now here's one we could do a deep dive as if those weren't deep. This, this listener spent some time on this. Okay. Think, thinking of the concept and also uh, explaining it to me. Dear David Lee, which I appreciate. I feel like you proper start. I know. I mean, I didn't go by Lee up until I had a podcast (laughs) (laughs) and I feel like, I mean, it is my name. I was named after David Lee Roth, but. I feel like you have really... um, Cemented it. Yeah, cemented it. I never went by it before. Okay. Dear David Lee, I wanted to run something by you, an idea I had, which is inspired by Kaio Abelli removing the Oakley stickers from his board and the concurrent news pertaining to the uh, attempted takeover of financial markets by plebeians via meme warfare. Mm -hmm. GameStop Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I consider the grit to be the greatest disruptor in the surf space. And herein exists an opportunity for an epic controlled disruption and social statement, which will be carried out by the core audience utilizing similar tactics as mentioned above. At its essence, podcast listeners will be given the opportunity to crowdfund a cash deal to get the grit sticker prominently placed on Kyle Abelli's boards. This will serve as a starting point for Project Abelli and represent our minimum viable product. Just like podcasts produce no items of tangible value, the sponsorship of Kayo will not be backed by a product, but rather the alternative ideology mutually held among the core podcast listener. The value return to the shareholders in this instance is the thrill of sticking it to the corporate hegemony, 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 thank you, and planting the seeds of a core takeover of professional surf everyone involved would in some way own a piece of Kayo and have a vested interest in his success on tour. While I would like to see you guys sell as many monthly subscriptions as possible, I do not think Project Abelli will necessarily take away from that bottom line. Speaking for myself, the opportunity to quasi of a quasi-satirical sponsorship of Kayo by the Grit fans is more exciting, is a more exciting proposition and would keep me perpetually emotionally invested in the podcast. This visual representation of the grit in WSL events will certainly drive traffic to your website slash podcast and in turn elevate the profile of the show sponsors. Perhaps this ROI model could uh, prove wildly successful. Another aspect of Project Abelli would involve us pumping up Kyo's remaining sponsors from all directions, much like GameStop pranksters have done to the stock. This could include buying stocks in CDU, RYO products, DHD, tchotchkes, or simply bombarding the company's social feeds with positive messages. In theory, and in the long run, we would be investing in a virtual currency backed by Kayo and held up by investors who share this vision. For the sake of keeping this relatively short, I won't go into cryptocurrency and NFTs at the moment, although these are things that could complement Project Abelli and keep us all on the cutting edge. The end goal is a new paradigm for sponsorship of professional surfers and new business opportunities, essentially a grassroots takeover of professional surfing. Much more to say on this, but I'll end here. Should the idea for Project Abelli resonate on your guys' ends, I volunteer myself as a degenerate MBA to contribute in any way possible. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yes. I'm all in. I mean, 100% in. How much do you think uh, that real estate on Kyle's board is? Would we go above (sighs) 
or below a belly burger? It would go above. Okay. I think a belly burger is about at where his chin would rest if he's paddling. Okay. I want the nose. Okay. How much to get grit on the nose? I think we could talk him into $1,000 per event. Okay. Well, I'm going to reach out. Do you think? Uh, I think it'd be more than that. I'm going to reach out to Kyle on this one. This one is good enough to float. I already have the stickers. Do you? They're the Fox uh, News logo oh, perfect. stickers. Perfect. I, I should have brought one today. I'll bring it next week okay. so we can show it on air. Um, so I agree with you. If he, like Oakley was paying him more than a thousand bucks a month for that placement. For sure. But I think with value the, con- well, with the concept of this pitch. Also, we don't take away from an existing category. I mean, we have the nose of the board, but it's not like, you know, if, if we were a clothing company, for example, then that would limit his other, other potential opportunities there. Yeah, there is a policy in place in general, though, that is leave that blank. For sure, but I, but it, it, unless somebody steps up, but it has value. So I'm gonna okay. What's the what do you think the number is? I have no idea. I have no idea what the go. I mean, the market I feel has changed so drastically in even before COVID, but especially during COVID, that I have no idea. And I would imagine that it's wildly fluctuating depending exactly. depending upon what the surfer is willing or just kind of needs, right? Like maybe, so maybe, yes, Kyle might need 12 grand for the year. Like that'll just put him over. And so you say, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give you the nose for a year for 12, for a grand a, a month. But also, uh, yeah, does Kyle think, I mean, this plan is genius because you could prove, I mean, the model is very, very interesting is you could bring value to Kyle's other sponsors right? who then would, when it's time to renegotiate those deals, as long as grid is on the nose and we're talking about them weekly. Exactly. And the community of dedicated listeners are invested. Yes. Then that makes all of his actual other sponsors, sponsorships more valuable. There's a brilliant idea. Here's here. Okay. So this goes into the pitch when you talk to him is look, we're not going to pay you as much as another brand would for that space. But what we are going to do is hype you up weekly and everybody who donates to this thousand dollar fund is obligated to then comment on all of your posts to repost your stuff, to comment on your other sponsors posts to make you the biggest surfer in the world. Exactly. This is a concerted effort. Nobody else has a media company backing them, pushing them Uh, individually. It's perfect. It's great. It's great. And I love it. And I'm going to reach out to Kyle more next week. Okay. We'll, we'll hear back from Kyle by next week okay. about, I'm going to get general sort of brass tacks. What's, I mean, I'm going to go get the lay of the land first. And then, so just, I know like what relative value is. And then I will talk to Kyle and see if we can't get this kicked down the road. And as this begins to take root, it ha- it'll be a story, certainly on Beach Grid, an ongoing story, but it has to be picked up by all other surf media. If they're not talking about oh, this. Oh, they won't. They won't, but that's okay. Look, if Kyle Belly is suddenly trending on news because we are all kind of promoting and discussing, and then they're not commenting on that, that's They'll, crazy. They will happily look silly just to, exactly. just, okay. just not enough. to talk about it. But I will also say, I've said it on the podcast before, it's all perfect with Kyle because I think to this day, maybe only one professional surfer follows Beach Grit's Instagram. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Belly. Kyle from day one. Here's the other added value. 
He's got a, a Belly Burgers. We'll I'm, just, that's what I'm we'll, we'll promote a Belly Burgers for you. And I'll tell you what. We have a full media company pushing your hamburger shop. I'll tell you what. I saw a photo of Belly Burgers They're on amazing. his. They look delicious. They are so good looking. Yeah. I mean, I he posts or they post photos of those every single day and yeah. they're pretty much the same, the same. <laughs> and it's like, I think they have eight different burgers. And yeah. so there's one of the eight every single day. And every time I want good looking one. burger, I want to fly to Brazil to get one. I mean, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle coming at you, Kyle. And by the way, he's going to win this. I feel like he will win heats this year. If not events, I feel that Kyle is angry. I feel Kyle has an anger. I mean, not an angry person, <laughs> No, but I feel Kyle feels like, like a fire. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like you, Industry, turn your back on me. You, WSL, don't give me anything. I'm going to go. I mean, he's a, and he's also a, a proven giant killer. Totally. Like, takes out Kelly, and takes out John. In a style out. of surfer that we all love. And I will say also, in his prime. Kyle's no Agreed. old guy. Agreed. Like, Kyle is. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. In his prime. And we're getting an in his prime or have the opportunity to get an in his prime, Kyle. The only other surf company that I can think of that made such genius business moves this year is Rip Curl. Oh, that's true. With who? Tyler Wright? No, taking over all the sponsorship for all of the events, probably getting them for pennies on the pennies dollar. Pennies on the dollar. Too bad Hurley Men's Care didn't take over one of the events. We don't want them. Well, but how good would that they've, have been? They've proven themselves to us and we don't want them. I know, but if it was not just Hurley, specifically Hurley product for men. Hurley, yeah. like where honestly, if they sponsored the Trestles event, right? Used to be the Hurley. Now it's the Hurley for men where the surfers would have to use the product. They would have to do like ads with the face creams and the charcoal mask peel and the hair. Did you see that guy paddle out in that thing? No. Did you watch the video? No. You haven't seen it? I, I saw the story. I just didn't have an interest in watching it. The video is incredible. Really? It is incredible. It is some guy, like vaguely ethnic, supposed to be Hawaiian probably. Uh, he does his full routine, right? Like uses all the product. Like, so he, you know, wakes up. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of product. It's not just two or three. It was like a, he went through a whole beauty regiment in the middle. Like he put on a, and it's one video, right? And so he put on his charcoal mask. Uh, he sits down and he reads a book. Then he gets up, peels the charcoal mask off does whatever scrubs, you know, does his hair pomade. What does he do after that? Air reverse. No, he does though. Grab a super yellowed. Are you kidding? Ancient lost board. Oh that's so gosh. like thing is, was on in for sure. Somebody's basement, like has not seen the light of day. Or the backyard. Yeah. I mean, yellowed. it is so crap and yellowed. Oh my he gosh. walks to the beach board under arm, wax side in, uh, he then jumps on the board to paddle out. And honestly, you can tell he has never paddled a surfboard in his life. He is so far back on the tail, the nose is just sticking up and then it like fades to black. That like where they, they could not even get a guy who could paddle a surfboard. That is amazing. It, it, I mean, it's, it's honest to goodness performance art. That's who I want to sponsor. So I will say rip curl. No, give me Hurley product for men. Well, imagine if the WSL, I mean, we're at that point sure. where the WSL could take that as a sponsor I mean, they would. and run those commercials in the middle of heats. The WSL, I feel, has no shame. 
uh, where, or very limited shame, right? Like if, if Rip Curl came and said, Hey, we're going to sponsor the Hurley event. All we got is 10,000 bucks. Sorry, but 10,000 bucks is better than nothing. Right. WSL says, yeah, it's 10,000 bucks. If, uh, man, Hurley for men comes and they say 10,000, then the WSL would say no. If they said 11, I think they would say no. If they said even 15,000, they would say, ooh. Plus this box of product. Yeah, or not, Elo, you get a year's supply. Right. I think they would say, we're really not in a position to, to thumb our nose at, and it's, you know, I mean, it's, it was a core sponsor, et cetera, et cetera. Right. There's some historical continuity with the event itself. Yeah. And then Kalohe is talking about skin exfoliation. Is Kalohe still on Hurley? As far as I know. Who are still on Hurley? I mean, they must have seen that. Like, I know the rats fled the ship real quick. The smart rats did uh, right at the takeover. But then I think Philippe is still on it too, isn't he? Yeah. I think whoever had the contract. So I, this, I think Carissa's still on. Yeah. I think Brad Simpson is still on. Uh, Eli Hanneman. So they all surf for a men's, a full men's skincare line. Wait till we start seeing the Instagrams with them exfoliating. I mean, I can't wait. I, and I truly hope that Blue Star, Blue Flame, whatever it's called, uh, makes them do it. Kalohe, we're not getting paid this month unless we see you using the charcoal face peel. Yep. So what I do like about all of these conversations, mm. uh, all right, so I interviewed interviewing some surfers. I sh so I want to in quarantine. Yeah. Hook me up with Kaya. Okay. I would love to include him on Great. the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Sage Erickson and she's been with Oakley since she was 14. Mm -hmm. And so they just signed on as a like year round sponsor for the WSL. And part of it is providing glasses, protect per oh, personal masks. protective gear. Yeah. Right. For all the athletes and staff on yep. site and all that sort of stuff. But I was, I was kind of saying to her, like, I like, it's, it'd be stupid to just keep doing what we've been doing for 20 years, which is we'll sponsor an event, we'll give you this amount of money, and then we get signs at the event and commercials, sure. you know, like, that's tired. And it doesn't really work for either party anymore. So let's figure out a better way to add value, but also to receive more value. PPE. And so PPE is the thing of the moment. But- you know, but also, the, I mean, the kooks are all, or the kooks, I'm sorry, that's rude about them all. The uh, WSL broadcast team is always wearing whatever product sponsor, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, so they're the wearing- rib curl tee yeah, or, or shirt their for the, billabong yeah. hat or right. whoever is. So there's always product. Just PPE, yeah. I think, is a, a new layer. Right. It, but I And I also like the idea, though, of them getting behind the tour year-round, you know, rather than just an individual event. But that's kind of the pitch to Kiowa Belly as well, is- Yes, this isn't a traditional sponsorship. No, but, but tradition is broken. Completely broken. It's and a new world out there. Opportunity to build something from scratch that then becomes the model that people follow for 30 years. Yep. Let's build it. Yeah. Pioneer this thing. I'm so down. I'm so down. He's such the perfect guy. Yeah, too. Kyle. And we have a um, degenerate MBA to figure out all the legwork. For done us. and done. I like it. Uh, in other big career shifts. Pat... Hatchie O'Connell. I called this, though, the second. You I think did. I called it on this podcast. You did. I said, you know what he's doing? He's going to stinking can-do-it. He's so, going to Florence and the machine. I'm getting credit for that, by the way. People are DMing me like, hey, you called it. I'm yeah. like, eh, I think I said no, actually. Because, yeah. <laughs> of course, that was the logical thought. But my, I, I just thought Pato 
Getting the band back together. I, I don't know. I Hurleys. thought he was bigger. I almost felt like uh, Florence and the Machine is a small startup. But with I, maybe they have giant ambitions. And I just saw Pat as like running Hurley's a big ship, right? And this is smaller, but it makes perfect sense that these people all worked together before. They've already gotten the corporate payout a couple of times over. And so what would you rather do other than just go down the street and work with a few of your buddies in a small environment with no corporate bureaucracy. Also, I feel if you're going to trust one man in surfing to actually make money, it's going to be Bob Hurley. Like, <laughs> I think that the can Holdings, which is, so again, it's Simple Shoes and Florence the Machine uh, are their two brands. Thus far. Thus far, yeah. But there'll be more in this, I would imagine, there, there will be more coming. Uh, who else would you want? Who else would you trust to like, Hey, I'm going to, I mean, I feel Bob is both proven track record record young enough not to be like, you know, okay, I'm just doing this for fun. Like he is building legacy for his family at this point, right? Like it's both his sons work for, I think one of them is the president of Kandui and both sons are there or all his sons. How many sons does he have again? Don't know. Yeah. At least two. His sons. So this is Hurley and sons now, right? And so it's not like Bob is has no incentive or motivation to make this thing the biggest thing that it can be. Proven track record. Uh, a weird surf landscape already. Like who, you know, I mean, what? The big three or five or whatever they are, are not in the best shape. It's perfect time for some new fresh energy to come up. The... For Florence and the machine specifically, like this sort of sale component is very, I mean, me as a sale dabbler is very appealing to me. Yeah. Like the sale and surf going together makes perfect sense. All to say long-winded. I think that Pat might have jumped on a rocket ship before it launched. Agreed. You said, who do you trust more in the surf industry to make money than Bob Hurley? I would go a step further and say, who are the three people you would trust in the surf industry just to partner with in business? Bob, John. It's the trifecta. Yeah, Bob, you, John, and Pat. Bob, for the reasons that you said, John as the ultimate marketing machine to represent your product, and Pat as proven nope. track record. Knows everybody in the space. Nicest guy in the world. Knows how to get it done. Charismatic. Fantastic. And imagine... Imagine the breath. He would never say it. Pat O'Connell is too nice. Imagine the feeling of euphoria that he got when the World Surf League office door closed behind him on the way out. To leave that junk show would have felt so magnificently good that, yeah, I mean, I'm sure every day he's just walking. I mean, he's always walking on sunshine. He's Pat O'Connell, but more so now. Are you speaking from experience from when you left... Um those children on the tetherball field. Exactly. <laughs> when, they, when you were asked to not return. When the door of the elementary school closed, just euphoric. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Dodgeball, not tetherball. Yeah, dodgeball. dodgeball. Right. Tetherball. Tetherball always was wacky. All you had to do is get that Stupid. one kid to get it way up above. Just the taller kid yeah. in this period. Silly. But yeah, yeah Pat O'Connell. I'm a fan. Happy for Pat O'Connell and happy, happy to see what, to be quite frank, to see what the, the machine starts coming out with. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yet they, to release product, but I'm sure they have fantastic designers. You know, of I mean, because Hurley jettisoned all those guys, right? Or yeah. or the vast majority of them. So you have this pool of people who have already like designed, you know, sleek weather product. I suppose. I mean, good like actual tech product, mm -hmm. which is what what you need. Yep. And boom, off you go. So. Remember that uh, AB 30 for 30 or 30 by 30 initiative? Mm -hmm. There was a story a couple of weeks ago. Bad news, that one. I um, There's a fishing hardware company called Aftco. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar? No. They make everything. It's, it's U.S. made, but California made. Um, started out with like a little piece for rod and reel, you know, 60 years ago, 62 years ago or something. And they've grown to now like you cannot step on a sport fishing boat anywhere in the world without one or many of their products being on board. But they transitioned into clothing, I think in the 80s, and they still have the best selling uh, fishing short. And, you know, it's because you you can wash blood, fish guts and blood off of it and all that sort of stuff, but it's a technical material. Yeah. It's a technical short. And I was thinking about that, like, and then part of the conversation I'll get to also is like the crossover between surfing and fishing and, that those are the brands that are going to thrive now. Right. Yeah. And that's what kind of Florence machine, Florence and the machine is positioned as, but I also thought about getting into a space and having that technical short, uh, Quicksilver did it yeah. with board shorts. Patagonia did it with a climbing short. These guys did it with the fishing short. That is like a surefire entry into the market. If you could be the first in the market, I guess that's the key in because I will wear Patagonia product and I will never climb a mountain. Yeah. But it's because of the association with that. And that's what they were saying their fishing brand has done often too is like your dabbler. They're dabblers in fishing. Appealing to the dabbler. Dabblers in fishing buy that product, be the clothing product, because whenever they've gone on a charter, fishing charter in Cabo San Lucas, they've the guy was it. wearing those shirts. Sure. You know? And they've seen it on the boat and they feel, oh, I have a core product. Well, that, I mean, that's the thing. Even this is where we've lost our way in surfing, I think, was it all worked best when dabblers were called posers and when they didn't ever surf, they just bought the stuff, exactly. right? So yeah. then yeah. the surf industry is, or the people working are flush, but the lineup's uncrowded, right? right. That's the ideal scenario. Let's get back to that. Let's, get, let's turn posers into, or dabblers into posers again. Make I, posers great again. I think... I think um, John John is has figured that out. And yeah. so bridging the gap between surfing and sailing, we haven't seen yet. Yeah. We've seen the surfing fishing thing. People have tried surf yoga thing. People, you know, there's, but this is the first time that he's the, doing this. I love it because the bar to entry for sailing is very, very, very high, right? Totally. I mean. So the ocean won't get crowded. No, A, like it literally won't get crowded, but I'm hoping that some of that energy of like, yeah, I don't sail and I don't have to surf either. I can just wear this product and feel good. I hope that moves into the Val as their thing, right? Like yeah. by combining it, by attaching it with sailing, they'll think I'm not a sailor. I think it's cool. You know what? I don't have to be a surfer either. I can just think it's cool. Yeah. Is there a short, a technical short that Florence and the machine can release that can be their entry? I don't know. Uh, I'm not a huge tech fabric guy myself. Um, I feel they could do something. I don't know. I mean, on sailing stuff just gets beat. You need like good thick materials and stuff like, and I mean, 
They should they should release an epic glove, an epic sailing glove, something I'd go for. But again, the Val is not going to start wearing a glove around. It's true, except for a little bit chilly outside. Don't you want to look cool? It's rarely chilly outside. Put those gloves on, Val. Nah. Just I think they need good. a short. The short is key across I mean, they will. Across that, sports. What, what they'll have is they'll also have like some epic sailing jacket, like a waterproof, because out on the high seas, getting wailed by the wind and the rain and the, like when you're weather sailing, having a fine waterproof jacket. Yeah. It's good. Well, I'm a fan already. Huge fan. The only caveat is the name. Florence Marine X. I don't even mind it anymore. I mean, I've been calling it Florence and the Machine so long. Florence is a fine, totally, like, unoffensive last name. Marine, it's great. X, fantastic. Have it all. Yeah. Florence, Marine, X. There's no problems there. There's lots of things that I like individually that don't go together. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love brisket, and I like creme brulee. Yeah, but creme, creme brulee bris, brisket, it's not a bad title, not a bad name. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And when you put them together, Florence, meal, not good. Marine, X. Not into it. I would like it better, I will say, if it was Florence X Marine. Oh, is it? No, it's Florence Marine X, right? If it was Florence X Marine. Florence Marine X, I think. If it was Florence X Marine, that makes more sense to me. Because it's like Florence, you have the X, both combining but separating the Marine and the Florence. It's still a mouthful. Florence X Marine. I mean, it's just Florence the Machine. Let's just be honest. Florence. What if, like, what if you replaced... The C and the E at the end of Florence with the X. Well, see, Florence. That's, but that's something we did Machine. silly back in the day when we when we jacked up words. All the words are he didn't try to shorten Marine to be M R N or anything. Right, it's all proper. Florence Marine X. Yeah, but it should be Flomax. I heard or heard. I didn't hear anything. I read on Beach Grits comments. Somebody was saying like, "What does the X stand for?" And somebody else said, "Expedition." Duh. And so maybe that's not that's, a duh. Well, it wasn't a duh to me either. I thought, oh, but then I thought, oh, Florence Marine Expedition. Do you like that duh. better? Do now like, it seems duh. Do you like that? Yeah. Florence like, Marine Expedition. It's still a mouthful. I like Florence X Marine only slightly worse than Florence and the Machine. Yeah. Like just straight ripping Florence and the Machine is awesome. I hope yeah. they do a collab with Florence and the Machine. You know our good buddy Justin J. Yes, his wife does makeup for Florence and the Machine. Fantastic! So we have a way in. Jillian is her name. Jillian Welsh, the Something. singer of Florence and the Machine. I know she is Welsh. Yeah, I forget her real name. Yeah, uh, I, I do like Florence and the Machine. By the yeah. way, I like powerhouse female, fine, fine singer. vocalist, very fine. Um, so Chloe and Dino. This came from the comments section on Beach Grit. I had not seen this, and uh, thanks to Dovakin on mm -hmm. Beach Grit, posted a comment about Chloe Andino. I forget which article it was on, but uh, Chloe Andino did an interview with Rene Rocha, Brazilian surfer. Oh, yeah. Did you watch it? I didn't. No. Did you? Yeah, I did. Uh, Chloe, I'll just read you a quote from his interview. Um, he said he was talking about the finals event. That'll be a one-day event to decide a world champ at Lowers this year for the World Championship Tour. He said, before they made this change to have the world title in one day, I thought the world title meant a lot more. Seeing who is the best surfer on one day at Lowers doesn't decide 
who is the best, who the best surfer in the world is. It's showing who had a good day. It's people trying to corporatize surfing, which is kind of lame in a way. Kolohe, couldn't have said it better myself. See, I love that Kolohe Andino. I'll tell you what, you may think he's Corpo Andino. You may think he's a blue chip kind of kid. Kolohe is like as core as core as they come. I know. I didn't realize it. He is. But the more the more years pass, and he has like he actually shows some personality, which I think was actually a failure of maybe Hurley and like his other sponsors, Nike, actually Target. Even I just think I think he was young and he was towing a company line. Yeah, and like he, I mean, he was like these surfers that have been in our periphery or directly in our vision for decades. Even when what Kolohe's can't be more than how old is he 30 at the most at maybe the, at the most 28 yeah but has been in our field of vision for 20 years right so i think we just for yeah he had to grow up and now he's voicing his matured opinions yeah which are which are directly in line i feel with the what the i mean exactly chloe speaking for the core it's funny he's not even being provocative no. he's not even having like a radical take it's and just the logical take that everybody else already has. And it's not a self-serving take either. No, it's not like he shreds lowers precisely like this. Win. This could theoretically play right into his hand, right. but hands, but he knows that winning that title, yeah. say he won, it would feel cheaper than if it was the regular tour. I mean, Clohandino for sure. <laughs> if he gets in there fifth and wins the thing, he would not feel good about that title. He would not feel as good as if he won it at pipe. At I'm going to say he wouldn't feel good full stop. I would even think that he would pitch that thing in the dumpster, that he would say, <laughs> this is not a legitimate trophy. I don't know if he'd go that far. I think he but, would. But I think he would. I appreciated him voicing his opinion. I'm saying if he was coming in fifth, if he came in fifth with like no shot to actually win on a regular tour and then he won trestles, I think he would not be happy. I think he'd so, be less happy than if he lost altogether. Yeah, well, the alternative scenario, let's just think from an excitement standpoint as the viewer. The alternative scenario is him going into pipeline in fifth, which he has done. If not last year, he's done it in recent years where he had a shot at the title going into pipe, but it was kind of an outside shot. And if he worked his way through that and Gabriel lost early and all these things fell into place and then he gets spit out of a barrel in the final to win, that would be the zenith. That would be spectacular. I mean, and he so knows that, that versus what you just talked about coming in fifth and is a very, day. very different scenario. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is the W. This is going to bite the WSL so hard. I mean, I, I guess theoretically, well, how does it work good for the WSL? It works good if you have five surfers in a really close place, like separated by basically no points, and then they have this trestle surf off. Then I guess yeah, it, yeah that is. That's fine enough. You're getting a real, but the chances of that happening versus Philippe Toledo coming in fifth, so far behind first place and winning, that that's like a legit chance for that to happen. Yeah, I guess what I'm worried about how the year shakes out. Let's say Chopu doesn't run. Yeah. Okay. And and honestly, I I can't imagine they're going to send everybody to Brazil. Yeah. Right. I mean, not because COVID COVID's not uh, tamped down yeah. in Brazil. So we have these four events, which could be in marginal surf in Australia. So let's say Connor O'Leary wins Newcastle. 
let's say Jadson Andre takes Narabine, you know, uh, let's hope, you know, there could be these kind of anomalies yep. that rise to QS level conditions, but they have CT level competitive savvy. Yeah. Right. The not the, the QS level conditions nullify, um, Jack Robinson and John, yep. John Florence and that sort of thing. So you have these, uh, these guys jump from the low teens up into a winning, but they're not consistent throughout the year. Well, then you would, and then Chopu maybe doesn't happen. Rio doesn't happen. So then you got a wave pool. And now you have the top five. There's like a bunch of people with equal fifths, essentially, or very, very close to it. So what they wanted to have was a redo of last year, which was Idolo and, or 2019, Idolo and Gabriel, guys who were very clearly number yeah. one and number two, I mean, they fighting were, it out in the final at Pipeline. They were legitimately number one and number two. That's, what that's, why, that's why it worked. So this new... Uh, finals day event was meant to ensure that that sort of thing would happen. But in this type of a year, you could have something where a number of people had inconsistent years, but they won an event. And because there's so few events that gave them enough points to be an equal fifth or very close to it. And so somebody like a Chloe Andino, who's just raised at lowers has a very significant advantage on that one final day. I mean, and or Jadson Andre, Totally. This could be a full year that Jad, I mean, it'd be great. I, I would like if up. I would. Other than Kaiwa Valley, he'd be my best pick. Yeah, I would love if Jadson won the year, but Jadson would know that he won the year because they broke the tour. Oh, and of course, COVID broke it. But then even without COVID, let's say all the events ran. Let's say everyone ran perfectly. Let's say COVID didn't exist. And they, because they, this format was pre-COVID, right? Yes. They rolled this out yes. pre-COVID. So this was their plan. I mean, it's still a nightmare scenario of a, again, Philippe Toledo dropping out of Chopu, not surfing any big wave, getting in, like, getting in fifth and winning, winning at Trestles. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know how anyone thinks that's exciting. Yeah. It's, only, it's only exciting in the same way train wrecks are exciting, to watch how bad it's going to be. Mm. Um, part of that conversation with Sage Erickson, she had a pretty interesting reveal which is she doesn't see herself ever winning a world title. Mm, why not? <laughs> um, because of the tenacity that is required to win a world title. So she's like going along, getting along. She, she can win events. She's yeah. won events, you know, ha having fun. Yeah. And so she experiencing life. So she can win events, but she's like, you know, the, what is required, like the kind of, um, the the fire and drive that Carissa has and that uh, Lakey and Tyler Wright have. Lakey hasn't won yet, but Tyler Wright has. She goes, I just don't look at those girls and want to smash them. Yeah, you know, like I like them; they're cool. And I and I wake up in the morning and I think about other things. I'm not just thinking about competing all the time. Do what you, so? Do you think? Well, then, then why are you on tour? That's what I wanted to ask you. It, it made me think all of those things. It made me think, well, could she by happenstance win a world title? Like let's say she puts together a few events and then she ends up in the top five, ends up at lowers and she has a great day at lowers. Could she win a world title without even thinking that she could win a world title? One. And then secondly, uh, is she actually, is she more actualized than Tyler Wright? Cause we did a long diatribe on Tyler Wright last week about I don't know, is she actually happy? Like wanting to throat stomp people throughout a decade or two of your life is probably a kind of an unhealthy 
mindset to be in. Or at least un- makes you unhappy. But again, I mean, I'll go back to is happiness the end goal, right? I mean, maybe success is the end goal for Tyler or a Kelly. Yeah. And maybe happiness is for, yeah. uh, who was it we're talking to again? Sage. Sage. Where Sage is thinking, hey, I love competing. I mean, I think we expect as a viewer that everyone has the same mindset or everyone's trying to win all the time. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there's a huge tier of professional athletes who are super happy to be doing it. They love the thing for itself mostly and like competing also, right? They enjoy the competition. They enjoy the surfing. They enjoy the travel. They enjoy all this. They're getting paid. They're making it a career while they can. Knowing full well, they'll move on to something else afterwards. And I think it's, you know, we assume that everybody has this win at all costs mentality if they're on tour because yeah. why else be there? But I think only a few of them actually do have that mentality. The rest of them, and not even that they're filler, right? Because you have the fun shocker, you have the upset, you have the, you know, they're fun surfers to watch still. They Does don't it, need to, they don't need to be eyeing of the tiger. I, I feel like the tour is bloated then. It Well, I mean, that's, Always what I've been saying though, you like you shouldn't only cut it down to eye of the tiger folk, but you should definitely cut down the men's to I mean we've talked about this forever. Like yeah, you should be 15 able to fifteen. You most, should have fifteen yeah. surfers and that's it. There's just and it's great. If the tour and Dirk Ziff is giving surfers an opportunity to live for three or four years traveling and, you know, surfing professionally, great. But I don't necessarily need to see that at at the amount of surfers they have doing that now. Agreed. Uh, specific to Sage, it really endeared me to her. I'm a bigger fan of hers now because my first thought when she was talking about that was like cringe. You should not be saying this publicly. Your sponsors aren't going to be happy with you saying this publicly. I feel like I accidentally like got you in this question. But then after I like thought about it a little bit or sat with it, I thought, it didn't do any of that. It actually endeared me to her sure. more because she finally, somebody finally expressed their vulnerability. Sure. You know how many of those girls and men on tour actually think they can win a world title? Maybe four on each side. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is the vast majority don't. No. But if you ask them the question, they will pretend like, oh yeah, I'm going to win. You know? Yeah. But they're, they know they're not. They know they don't have the talent to do uh, it. Of mostly. course not. Of course not. I mean, that's yeah. a, at the top of the men's, there's, I mean, we've talked about it last time. There's five. Top of the women's, there's four or five. And... That's who's going to be competing for the title, except for Kyle Belly this year, but uh, right. and or Jadson Andre. But yeah, like, but that doesn't diminish. I don't think it's there's still as a fan, as a fan of professional surfing, I still take enjoyment from watching the people who aren't necessarily going to win, or who know they can't win, or you know that they definitely can't win. Right? It's still fun to watch those heats. Just not at the dang amount and level there are now. It's just too Agreed. bloated, too Agreed. many. To, like, I, I want to watch some of that. I don't want to watch three days of that before getting to the five who totally. are going to be there at the end no matter what every time. And it it is only fun if they're also talented. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, like. Because Sage is. And, and, and there's other girls on the tour, though, that you watch and you're like, yeah. the disparity between Carissa and this surfer is so vast that it's it's not worthwhile. Yeah, but, but like, you know, Julian Wilson is super fun to watch surf. Exactly. I, I know he's not going to win. Like exactly. he has proven he has proven his not winning year on year. Yikes. Freestone, I think Freestone is a fun surfer to watch, right? Yeah. yeah. I like Jack Freestone. I like watching, of course, my favorite surfer, Ryan Callanan. 
Uh, there's a lot I like to watch, and I know full well Ryan Callanan's not going to go on a stinking tear and start winning. Right. It's just that's, but but I like to watch him surf. Who on the men's do you not like to watch surf? Who's a surfer that comes on? And Alex Ribeiro. Yeah. I David think. Silva. Alex Ribeiro. Yeah. Um, Are, do you have something against Brazilians? Goofy-footed Brazilians? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you, can you even think of either of them surfing? No. That's, no. I was going to say Wade Carmichael, but that's not true because there's a point of difference to his surfing that I do like watching. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. This, is, this, this conversation is starting to have racial overtones. I didn't say anything about race. But okay, let's let's think of an Australian or an American that comes on and you click it off. I can't. Or Hawaiian. Uh, first of all, I don't see color, so I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think in those terms. I'm trying to isolate them in my head. I can't. Um, no, I mean, I'd have to look at the list of athletes. I, what about, uh, do you like watching, yeah, are you looking at the I'm list? I'm looking. Okay, you, so... I'm going to read off the men's list. Okay. I'm going to say. I'm saying yes, unless I say otherwise. Okay. John John Florence, Gabriel Medina, Idolo Ferreira, Kelly Slater, Jordy Smith, Kanoe Garashi, Jeremy Flores. I like watching Jeremy. Okay. Leonardo Fioravanti. I don't like watching Leo. I don't need to see Leo. Yeah. And, Leo. and what's funny is he serves great. Sure. I just don't care. Yeah, don't care. Totally don't care. Sorry, Leo. S- fundamentals are super strong. Yeah. Gets barreled in big waves, does airs, big carves, still don't care. Point of difference, not there. Why is that? I don't know. It's weird, right? Jack Freestone. Yes. Brian Callanan. Yes. Kyle Belli. Yes. Pedersen Crisanto. No. Don't care. Yeah. Jadson Andre. Yes. Matt McGillivray. No. Remains to be seen, though. Mm, yeah. give, him, give him a chance. Jack Robinson. Yes. Miguel Pupo. No. Don't care. Miguel Pupo, see, but racial overtones. No, there's no race that's not related to race. Basically, we don't like watching Brazilians. Goofy-footed Brazilians. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a stance issue, not a race issue. It comes down to goofy foots specifically. Uh, so right before when Hurley was courting uh, Miguel Pupo, yeah. so way, way, way back when, he was on Oakley head to toe, mm-hmm. and he showed up in Huntington. My mind was blown. By how good he surfed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he showed up in Huntington with, like, the Hurley, uh, you know, pit crew or whatever. And I didn't know they were courting him at the time. I just thought he was showing up surfing, maybe getting ready for the U.S. Open or something. And I was like, who is this guy? This guy is – and I had seen – Gabriel had already been there. Like, I've seen all the kind of top-level athletes from around the world show up at different points. And I was like, dude, this kid is – crazy good so then when they brought him onto hurley i'm like oh it makes perfect sense but he never really delivered the first time that i saw pupo surf told like i have i mean i think it was in was he in a video like a young guns kind of thing or something i can't I remember i saw I him know. and i just thought i've never seen anybody do airs this way but i feel just as airs now a really progressive air game is what it is I mean, we're all spoiled rotten, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Like, but seeing and I don't feel his airs have gotten necessarily more progressive, yeah. and I don't feel his other surfing has become that interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry about it. Yeah. Uh, well, the other kid that I remember at that time was Felipe Toledo. Yeah. So it was a uh, the U.S. Open, like the juniors event of the U.S. Open. It was a bunch of names that we had already heard for a decade in the final: Kaloe Andino, Connor Coffin, whatever. And then Felipe, and I'd been watching Felipe surf all week prior, just in the free surfs and stuff down the beach. And I was like, this is the best junior by far. And yep. he ended up winning that event. 
Didn't didn't Pupo win one of those too? Probably. Pupo won, I think, a juniors or something against a stacked field. Yeah. Um. So moving our way down that list of people we care or don't care about, Felipe Toledo. Yes. I'm gonna say no. Really? I don't care about it. Like, to when me, did you stop? Uh, when he proved time and time and time again that he won't paddle into big waves. Yeah. Like, I kept wanting to see some kind of progression, just even a glimmer that he would do it. And I think he's shut the door on it. Like he, he does not paddle into waves of consequence. He shoulder hops pipe. Like, let's be honest about the way he surfs it. He is not, he is not really throwing himself into it. And he's done that enough. What about, um, at Newcastle though? You're not going to be excited. No. Okay. Do you have any idea how old he is? Philippe? I think you'll be shocked. Is he like 24 or something? 25. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's 25 with two, I think two kids married, moving them across the world, traveling with 20 people in his family everywhere he goes. Wish nothing but the best for him, but he he needed to throw himself off the ledge. That's the, to make me interested again, I need to see him do something that I've never seen him do before, which is really commit to a, to a scary wave. He's 25. So he's still got time. He can. Chloe Andina. Yes. Julian Wilson. Yes. Seth Moniz. Yes. Michelle Borez. No. I know. I hold out hope for him because nah. at, a, at a time in my life, he served as entertainment and a real purpose. Not anymore. Yeah. Sorry, not Michelle. Anymore. I know. Yeah. It's sad. Man, we're yeah. getting old. Yeah. Seeing our heroes just fall wither by the away. Uh, Griffin Colapinto. Yeah, no. I got a big yes for Griff. I'm a huge fan. That's true. That's true. I take it back. I'm sorry. Yes. Griffin totally charges and is a progressive server. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Uh, Wade Carmichael. No for me. Okay. I like, I've seen Wade's power carves enough. That's what he brings and don't need to see it anymore. Yago Dora. No. Frederico Morais. No. Ethan Ewing. No. Oh, I'm a huge yes for Ethan. Oh. Lots more to come from Ethan, I think. Okay. Uh, Connor O'Leary. I feel the same about Connor as I do about Ethan. I guess I was presumptuous. I haven't seen him enough in, I mean, they just kind of got on and started when it all fell apart. They both got on and then fell off. Yeah. And so then it fell apart. I'm going to, I'm going to take a pass on both, both of them. Then. David Silva. Nope. Morgan Sibilic. Nope. Mikey Wright. Oh wait, Sibilic. Yeah. I like Sibilic. Because yeah. of postcards from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He won his way into all of our Totally. Hearts. Yeah. Love Sibilic. Mikey Wright. Uh, yeah. Um, Owen Wright. No, I'm bored of Owen. Me too. Yeah. Ace Bucken. Nope. Sorry, Ace. Love Ace. Connor Coffin. Uh, nope. Sorry. You got no power surfers. Yeah. Except Jordy. Jordy I mean, yeah, but any, any, I feel that the, uh, at the top level, like a John, John, a Jack Freestone, they're all power surfers or all have power surfing in their game. I just need more than that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Adriano. No. Heck no. Little plumber. Sorry Heck about no. it. Yeah. Alex Ribeiro. Nope. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately what that came down to was the bottom half of the list. All fell off. All fell off. More or less. Yeah. The 15, Which, top 15. Again, we've jibber jabbered about this know, for true. years. Okay. And I don't know how it's not just an easy fix of like, yeah, people do not want to see this. Shall we go to commercial break? Let's do it. And come back. Let's do it. Not. Jazz, we're back. Fantastic. You know, people should subscribe to our podcast, David Lee Scales, what they should do. I know. I forgot. We really need to promote that. Yeah. So here's the deal. Five bucks a month keeps us in business. We do surfboard giveaways. 
I'm also introducing merch. I think I'm going to push the button on that this week, Exciting. tomorrow. So that's going to go out first to subscribers because I have a limited, I think I have 50 of the Make Chaz Great Again hats. Mm -hmm. So Those go out to subscribers? I think, yeah, we have to just send it to subscribers first because I don't have enough for everybody. For sure. Are they going to be auctioned or how does a subscriber just go straight to the website and purchase? So, so you subscribe and purchase? For people who are already subscribed, they get the first offer. Eventually, okay. I'll make it available to the public. But the other thing is they get 20% off merch. Wow. So five bucks a month, you feel good because you're keeping us in business. But you also get giveaways and discounts on merch and an ad-free listening experience. Wonderful. Feels like a bargain. I mean, psh, I subscribe. Feels like a bargain. All right, Chaz, barrel or not? Let's do it. We have follow-up from last week. Um, video games. Oh, barrel. Really? Yeah. Heck yeah. Do you play video games? No, but uh, I, there's been times in my live, life where I've had fun playing, you know, Halo, like fighting buddies. Okay. Like I've never done the online video game thing of like the people who get canceled now for screaming racial epitaphs when they're playing on their Twitch stream. Yeah. I don't do that way. But like sitting in a room, I mean, like we talked about last time, playing Goldeneye, Bond. Such fun, fun memories. Race car games were fun. Like I'm fully a fan of video games, mostly though. And again, I'm older. Uh, so I would maybe, I would probably like it online maybe too, or should give it a try. But in terms of sometimes when you got five or six people sitting around and you're passing the controllers around and trying to beat each other's scores, it's fun. It's, I have fond memories of it as well. Yeah. I think you should be a dabbler in video games only. Sure, of course. I mean, no, yeah, I'm going to even pull, like, those pro video game bros, good on them. It's crazy how yeah. much money they make. And it's good on them. Well, it's also they're crazy that their existence is dependent on people who want to watch them play. Sure. Because when I grew up playing video games, watching was the most boring part. You did it only out of obligation until the controller was in your hand. Yes. And then you expected that person to now watch you. Yeah. Because you watched them. But, but wa I, watching, though, I feel when it's competitive, like in that room, five dudes, uh, two are playing and really into it and competing. That's fun to watch. I could watch three minutes worth of Mario Kart. Yeah. Don't ask me to watch 30. Yeah. So I agree with you. I have fond memories of video games, but I'm baffled by adult males, like uh, friends of ours who are couples and the wife will complain that he wants to play video games. That's weird. I'm like, what? That's weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so treat your video game. I'm full barrel. Treat your video games like your dirty little dirty little habit. Yes. Don't like parade it out and don't like tell your wife you're going to play video games. Just like wake up at night at, after she's asleep and start playing. Sneak it in, but also don't, like it's at the point, I think, they're where it's interrupting their intimate marriage, yeah. the intimate moments in their marriage, you know, like I was waiting in bed for him naked and he wanted to finish playing his video game that's, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not very cool. What are you a child? Yeah. It's crazy to me. That's not cool. So I'm barrel for everything, but keeping your spouse waiting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm barrel with dabbling. Okay. Uh, pushing kids in at lowers. No barrel. Definitely no barrel. Zero barrel. Push your kids in all day, every day at Old Man's. Yes. At, there's so many places to push kids into. Don't push anybody into lowers. Like Do you hear us, Yaden Nickel? Yeah, Yaden. Is Yaden out pushing King in there? He's posting Instagrams about it. Oh, sweet. Well, then I'm barrel for I Yaden mean, it's, doing it. I mean, it's the most adorable thing in the world, except it um, flies in the face of 
learning the hierarchy. So this came from the Chloe Andino interview yep. with Renee Rocha. He said, quote, I didn't surf the peak until I was 15. It's not like today where you have nine-year-olds being pushed in in front of other guys who are already on the wave. I learned to surf on the side of lowers, not at lowers. Chloe brings up a very good point, except for I'm going to have one caveat Always. here. If you're as good a looking kid as King, as a uh, Corona, King Corona, Corona Kingsley, you get, you get pushed in. He is like a fine looking boy. I know. Not and, to be weird about it. And Yaden is such an Yaden's affable an awesome guy. guy. You know, like I would want, if I was on a wave at lowers and I saw him on the shoulder, I'd be like, go, go, yeah, yeah. go. You know? So they, they are getting, who else? Does anybody else get the pass there? I'm giving them the pass. That's it. Uh, not Jackson Dorian and, and. Dorian Dorian, Shane Dorian. But I like the fact that Kaloe's dad was like, we have a legacy here, but still go off to the side. To sure. Learn. I sure. love that. Yeah. I love that he was raised properly. That's true. But also though, now I'm really feeling wishy-washy about my no barrel here. Cause I, no barrel is my instinct, but is trestles is lowers. So Val Val crowded now that who cares? Like you might as well just go, I yes, yes it is, but we still care. I haven't surfed out at lowers for a good year. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, more than a year for me. I will always opt to surf uppers, even yeah. though it's way worse. Yeah. Just because you don't have to deal with the aggression. What about middles? It, it rarely breaks. I mean, in my experience, I've never really caught it good. I've had waves that kind of connected through there from uppers, but yeah. I've never paddled straight out of yeah. middles. Um, I'm anti this in general. Like, yes, push your kid into waves. Do it down the beach. Do not paddle out. Doesn't have to be lowers. Doesn't have, but any break around the world where there's a main peak that people are actually like uh, intermediate level yeah. surfers, expert level surfers are like vying for waves. Do not push your kid into waves there. Go down the beach. The kid doesn't need that wave. Okay. Right? Yeah. And or go to Kelly Slater's wave pool. Yes. Rent it so out. All day. All day, every day. Barrel or not. This came from a comment in Beach Grid about our last week's show. Insulted us or attempted to insult us. Barrel or not. Using uh, the insult effeminate. Using the term oh, I effeminate. This, I missed this comment. Effeminate as in, as to in, offend, to insult males. Uh, wait, did, what was the comment? I didn't see this comment. He was ranting about us and how we were wrong about everything. Goes And referred to us as like those two effeminate effeminate idiots or okay something like that. okay so he's using effeminate as a derogatory slur because we're male um i like it i'm barrel really i like calling people femmes hey femme yeah i mean i know it's not pc it's funny that pc is not a word anymore like pc and being pc went away it got superseded by woke personal computer yeah the personal computer. So <laughs> he's not being very personal. He's, he's not being personal computer, but I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm down with see. Hey fam. I didn't even think it was an insult. He said these effeminate yeah. losers or whatever. And I was like, I'm not even, I'm not even offended by that. Yeah, yeah. I, I recognize I'm more effeminate than a lumberjack is right. But that doesn't... Um, on the scale, on the sliding scale of yeah. effeminacy. Yeah, but I was like, that's fine with me. I don't yeah. want to be a lumberjack anyways. Sure. But then I realized through reading a lot of um, being on the internet and then reading comments on the internet about us, I think I realized a long time ago that the 
it says more about the person's worldview than it says about me. And he might be right that I am more effeminate than a lumberjack or whatever, but it's also like the fact that you view that as something that is an attack, a way to attack me is that you view males who are more effeminate. That says more about you. I will say though, like a, in a primal way, man challenging somebody's malehood or their manhood is offen- is like a, ooh, like if I saw whoever that is on the street and he said that to me, I would go pet his beard is what I would do. I would cause a physical altercation with him. Uh, Cause don't, yeah. Like I would take that. I mean, I on, a, on a comment. I wouldn't even care. Even in comment, person, I wouldn't care. On a comment, I don't care about anything. But in person, if somebody really said, you, you know, you're not a man, you're a little, you're a little sissy. I would say, okay, well, let's go then. Let's have fun. Let me prove to you that I am a man. Let me feel your beard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel a need to even convince him otherwise. Oh, yeah. I do. Who cares? Yeah. Barrel. I'm barrel on. on barrel on calling people effeminate on to calling, sing them. On shamings, shaming men, masculine, males, masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. There well, we are. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not saying nah, you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying. It doesn't it's offend a very, you. Well, and not only does it not offend me, it's a very transparent reveal of your worldview. That insult specifically, I'm like, oh, that says a lot about you. It's true. And how you feel about I'm so blind. Yeah, women. With, I'm so blind with rage. I can't even think <laughs> rationally about it. Uh, all right. Well, this was a very um, productive episode. I feel like we got to the bottom of a bunch of things. We did. I mean, the most impressive and important part of this episode was our beautiful listeners fantastic insights and like whole, whole new business model. man we're gonna take over surfing my goodness i know goodness Look gracious. we'll have an update next week yeah for perfect, listeners perfect. for Kyle. how they can get involved kyle's coming got to set up a way for them to deposit their yep. money and all that sort of stuff kyle's coming all right thanks to album surfboards for hosting glad your boards didn't get damaged last week yeah too beautiful for that all right but if they did i'd be there to spread wax over i think them. well and i think they were used boards anyways they were they were used in soft tops i think yeah. <laughs> okay all right chess until next week get yeah, barrel